Well, good late evening, everybody. Welcome to the this midweek madness edition, midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, those of you that are newer audience members, um, I usually will record midweek madness uh, when I'm off from school, basically. So um, it's Thanksgiving week, and thought it was a perfect opportunity. We we're going to record a midweek madness. So we will probably record two midweek madnesses, by the way, during the Christmas holiday coming up next month as well. So kind of be on the watch for that. This one's going to kind of be a little bit of a, a hodgepodge. And, and typically the midweek madness uh, does not center around uh, Texas Tech sports or well any sports in general. It's kind of some of my other interests, pop culture type stuff, um, give you my thoughts on things kind of give you the state of certain things going on right now and then we get on down the road so um this this is going to be a hodgepodge episode we're going to talk a uh, state of star trek um we're going to talk state of the uh wrestling business i guess and i'm going to give you some movie recommendations uh, movies i've seen since uh well basically in, in the fall season and and ones that i would definitely recommend you go see if you have not seen them yet so Let's jump right into it. Um, we have just had the SAG strike end, uh, what is about two weeks ago now, uh, maybe a week and a half, and so we're we're now going to be ramping up uh, back into production. Um, all you know, uh, scripted shows. You know, you had the writers' strike end. Uh, what was that? Probably a month and a half ago. Um, so they've been writing scripts. Um, so state of Star Trek right now, you know, we, we just finished up with the season four of Lower Decks. Um, I thought overall pretty solid season. I loved the twist and then we're going to have spoilers, just FYI. So spoiler alerts. Um, I really love the twist of uh, Nick Lacarno being the um, kind of the main baddie of the season. And, and especially the fact that um, they even played into the fact that he looks like they, they, they debated whether or not he looked like Tom Paris, which that it was, just, it was funny. Um, you know, I enjoyed the whole Mark Twain shtick thing that they did for several episodes. Um, I, you know, overall, I, thought, I just think it was a really solid season, you know, lower decks, there's not a lot of kind of miss episodes, like, you know, hit like episodes that are really bad. Um, I think that's not true of some of the other shows. Um, I think I think Lower Decks really serves itself well, the the way that they put together the the show the shows itself. So um, we will have a season five of Lower Decks, uh, most likely uh, is going to come out next year, which we're going to talk in a minute. Kind of we're, we're probably going to be in for a little bit of a lull in uh, Star Trek shows dropping because of the writer strike because of SAG. We've not been affected so far because, you know, they did have, you know, in, in this year alone, we had Picard season three. We had Strange New World season two and then Strange uh, Lower Decks season four. Um, coming up in this new year, you you are, we most definitely are going to have the final season of Discovery, Discovery season five coming out at some point, probably early in the year. Discovery has been a, a kind of a, a mixed bag of a show for me. I, I really, I really enjoyed, you know, some of the really season one. I really enjoyed some of the storylines, um, you know, season two. I did like bringing in Pike and, and, you know, you brought in Spock for some episodes. Um, I really, 
I liked the twist of them going to the 31st century at the end of season two, but I, I think they've, I think they really dropped the ball storyline wise once they got there, you know, both, uh, seasons three and four were kind of essentially the same storyline where there's, there's a galaxy wide threat and it's up to discovery to fix it. And I just, I, I I really especially season four season three I think had potential just because it was like okay well what's the Federation look like here you know 700 years since we've last seen it um but then you know season four just kind of was the same stuff over and over again and you there was there were many moments of season four I kind of slogged through some episodes and and just really so really couldn't get into it so I think it's good that we're, we're ending at season five um are there characters from Discovery I would like to revisit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was always I've always been a big Saru fan. I think Tilly was a great is a great character as well. I think you will definitely probably see some of them pop up in the new Starfleet Academy show, which has been confirmed to be taking place in the 31st century. So I do think you'll see some Discovery characters. I'm just intrigued to see what they do, um, how they wrap things up. It, it sounds like they're going in a little bit of a different direction this season, um, which was which was needed for sure. So we're definitely going to get Discovery Season 2, or excuse me, Season 5. Prodigy is going to be the interesting one to bear watching. Um, Prodigy, there's a lot of drama, obviously, with Prodigy. We kind of talked about it over the summer. You know, Prodigy, Prodigy ends up getting canceled by Paramount+. Plus. And they, in fact, they took the entire show off of their streaming service, so they don't have every single Star Trek show. And then what was really bizarre was, you know, they had this big celebration of this is the 50th anniversary of the animated series, you know, did these really fun short treks. Some of them were fun. Some of them were kind of stupid, but I, I appreciate the experiment. But then, you know, they... They really they they went out of their way to they're celebrating the original animated series, celebrating Lower Decks, but then there's like this huge elephant in the room. They they don't mention anything about Prodigy, and so not not the best indication of a future here. But Prodigy ends up getting picked up by Netflix. They will um, drop the season that's already aired, season one, on Christmas Day, and then they have said that sometime in 2024 season two of prodigy will will drop as well they were pretty much i think done with season they were doing some editing of season two when paramount plus canceled them so most of season two is in the can we've already had the confirmation not in addition to kate mulgrew coming back as janeway um the doctor robert picardo is going to be in this season of prodigy as well and i i would fully expect because the storyline is is the search for Chakotay, you're probably going to have appearances from other Voyager cast members as well that they've not confirmed that yet. So, I'm excited. I really did. I really enjoyed the first season of Prodigy. It, it really shocked me that Paramount Plus decided to pull the plug. I still I feel like there's a lot of potential with the Prodigy product. Um, you know, it was aimed for little kids. You know, there was even talk when it first premiered, you know, you, you might see a Prodigy movie. I, w- I really would like to see that maybe potentially come to fruition because um, I think you're, you're reaching a different segment of the audience that some of your other Star Trek shows don't necessarily reach. So we're definitely going to get that. And then we'll definitely get a probably season five of Lower Decks. 
um, next year in 2024. Beyond that, you probably will not see uh, Strange New Worlds, um, the new Starfleet Academy show, and then you've got the Section 31 um, movie that's gonna that's been confirmed to come out. All that's probably going to be coming in uh, 2025, just because of ramping up production. It takes a while to produce these seasons, um, which is a bummer because you know Strange New Worlds season through two ended on a big time cliffhanger and. Um, we're going to have to wait oh, quite a bit for um, us to see what happens. So that's kind of the state of Star Trek right now. Um, there's not been any sort of confirmation of any sort of feature film coming up. That's always kind of been, you know, there's, there's, there's an idea that rolls out and then it goes away, doesn't work. And so that's kind of where we're at. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk um, – wrestling pro wrestling the pro wrestling business and we've got survivor series war games coming up this saturday i like the saturday pay-per-views by the way i i I really am digging that they've kind of gone in that direction as of late um you know really AEW has been doing the same thing with a lot of their pay-per-views they've been going in the direction of having saturday pay-per-views versus sunday the, the big main event, obviously, with the War Games is the Judgment Day taking on um, Team Rhodes, Team Cody Rhodes. Should be an intriguing one. You know, they had the big announcement last night that Randy Orton is joining Team Rhodes. What's going to be interesting to happen, what I'm kind of watching for, I think certainly probably Team Rhodes ends up winning. However, you've got uh, Seth Rollins in there. As the world heavyweight champion, you've got Damian Priest in there as the money in the bank holder. Does um, a cash in occur? You know that that kind of be interesting thing to watch. Um, that's kind of the I think the big biggest kind of question mark that I have. I think we're we're heading towards a Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns rematch at WrestleMania 40. Uh, the question is gonna gonna be, do you have to have Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble? Or can you have him go another route, especially based on the fact that you have two championships now? Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. And it pretty much sounds like once Roman loses the belt, he probably is done as as a, as a in-ring performer. Um, you know, there's been a lot of mixed reactions to this long reign. You know, he's uh, he's been the he's been the champion since August of 2020. Um, we're, we're almost crossing over into, you know, Hulk Hogan's first WWE title reign lasted this long. Um, he, I don't think he's going to hit, he's going to break, you know, Bruno San Martino's record of eight years. I, that would be shocking to me, but, um, it's been a, it's been a significant reign and, you know, I think Cody Rhodes is the right person to break, break the, the reign. Um, cause I, I think no matter who you were going to have, win the title from from Roman it needed to be I think a potential creation of a new superstar someone that could carry the the torch and and you know Cody Rhodes certainly I think fits that bill um so I I think that's what we're turning towards with Wrestlemania 40 is is a Cody Roman part two um the other big question mark's going to be CM Punk and does CM Punk come back to the WWE? There's been mixed uh, mixed things leak out. Basically, you know, some people are even kind of maybe 
thinking that he might show up this Saturday in Chicago because they're in Chicago. I don't, th- I don't see a pathway for him to show up this Saturday. Um, I, I, I don't think he's needed this Saturday, and so I, um, I think you could hold that off if you want to maybe have him come up, come back at the Royal Rumble. What does he do at that point? You know, could you see a CM Punk Seth Rollins feud? That would be very interesting. I don't know, but um, I think if CM Punk comes back to the WWE, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of restrictions I think placed on him as far as to ensure that he doesn't act like a fool like he acted in AEW, and so so that's going to be very interesting to watch. I I'm not. I'm I'm about, probably about 50-50 right now. I'm not necessarily sold on that that he would come back to the WWE because I I think quite frankly does the WWE really need him right now? I don't think they do. Um you know, you've got you've got a I mean, you've got a glut of superstars quite frankly, you know, with with both you know Seth and 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 Roman as your champions, Cody, you know, has come on strong. Um LA Knight obviously he's extremely over with the crowd, um, you know, the Judgment Day group, you know, extremely over. At some point, Damian Priest, I think, is going to be a champion. Uh, Gunther uh, certainly is someone that I could see being a world champion. And so is there really room for a CM Punk to come in? Um, I I think you could make room and, and have it be a limited contract. I don't see him working, you know, for the long haul in the WWE, but, you know, have him come in, do a few matches, maybe have some sort of agreement where he goes into the hall of fame. I think that might be the value, um, pick there if you're in the WWE. So, and part of it is, I don't know what CM Punk's thinking either. Does he want to continue his career? So, um, AEW, um, I will tell you, I watch that off and on. I, I don't, It's fine, I guess. I think the most intriguing storyline right now is the Sting retirement story. And it's it's kind of shocking, I guess, to me that Sting is... Um, is is retiring. It's, it's kind of going to be hard to believe that he's leaving um, wrestling. But, you know, the other thing I forgot to mention about WWE is television deals. And, you know, you've had SmackDown is leaving Fox, which not a surprise to me. I think it it really, it was really a product of bad timing. You know, you had, they came in with pretty solid fanfare in 2019 and then COVID hits. And really, I think that hurt uh, SmackDown and, and what Fox was trying to build there. So I'm not surprised that Fox passed on bringing back SmackDown. Um, with it going to USA, the um, the question is, what, is that, what does that do to Raw? And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, NXT is going to be heading to the CW, which I think is a huge coup um, for NXT to be in a, you know, I know the CW is not necessarily network television. It's kind of in that UPN, um, WB wheelhouse. But, you know, the CW is really trying to kind of position itself as, as a place where they could, they could bid on sporting rights. Um, you know, they, they, um, bid, on, they, they signed a contract with the live golf, um, league. They, they're airing ACC games. So I think 
it makes sense that they would they would um, want to sign a contract with potentially bringing in a, a pro wrestling uh, league in. You know, there was rumors the NWA was was going to sign with them. Could still happen. I don't know, but I think it's going to be intriguing to see. Do we see some changes with NXT? And I think one of the biggest changes that might be interesting to watch is could NXT become a touring brand for the WWE? With the money you're being paid from CW, you know, that could be a little bit more doable. Now, the big question that remains is Monday, Monday Night Raw. Where do they go? Um, do they stay with USA? And then USA has both Raw and SmackDown. It sounds like there is a lot of interest in, in Monday Night Raw right now with uh, other companies. Um, certainly there's rumors that uh, FX could uh, could be um, in, in the mix. So like a, a Disney, Disney may may want the rights for Raw, which that would be very interesting. Uh, Amazon has been another um, rumored player in potentially picking up the rights to Raw. My gut tells me I think they stay at USA. I, I, I just, I would be shocked if they leave USA because um, I, I think USA would certainly not want to let go. I mean, that's been, that's been kind of their prize for, you know, over, you know, I know they left for like five years and went to TNN, Spike TV, but pretty much for almost over 30 years now, that's been, you know, probably the show that US, the US, USA Network's most known for. So I would be shocked if, if they change gears. So, all right, we're going to conclude with um, just kind of my thoughts on some fall movies that came out. And uh, I'm going to give you some recommendations of films to go see. Uh, probably my number one recommendation as far as films to go see right now is Killers of the Flower Moon. That is a fantastic movie. If you've not seen that great movie it is long and in i mean it's scorsese so it's going to be long but it, it is a fantastic movie a story that i had never heard before um about the osage uh, native american tribe that took place in the early uh, 20th century but certainly i think will be uh would be a movie that might be up for some oscar considerations but really solid movie um definitely a recommend um, another movie i would recommend is the holdovers uh, starring Paul Giamatti, and it's a, it, it's a period, it's kind of a, it takes place in the 1970s, and they really lean into it being, taking place in the 1970s, uh, the music, the graphics for the movie even, they, they lean into that, I mean, if, you know, if I were to turn this movie on, you know, people might legitimately think, oh wow, this is a movie from the 70s, so uh, definitely would give that a recommend as well, um, the blind, uh, the story about Phil Robertson, very solid recommend, um, as well. And, and, and I'm really excited that you're, I think you're starting to see movies that are being made that are faith-based that actually have high production quality. And uh, here's what I mean by that. You know, there, there, there's always been faith-based movies made, but the production quality has not always been there. The acting has not always been there. And so it's really hard to sell that type of movie to people that like to go to the movies and actually watch quality stuff. And I think you, I think that's changing. You know, you've had uh, The Blind, uh, thought solid movie. Um, you know, the, the Sound of Freedom movie that came out during the summer, another solid movie. Uh, there's a movie called The Shift 
coming out in December that I, I think looks like a really solid type of faith-based movie. And, and I'm here for it. I think it's going to be great. You know, this is a this is a segment of society that's that's really not being reached um, by by movie production companies. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too political here, but, you know, certainly there there are movie entertainment as a whole is is going in a direction that a lot of people of faith aren't aren't going to like and um i think there's a there's a potential potential there with with these faith-based movies another one that came out this year early in the year was the uh, jesus revolution with uh, kelsey Grammer. um that was another great example of, of a movie that high production quality good acting uh, based on a true story so um certainly i think there's that market's getting better and growing um you know this isn't the left behind movies from the early 2000s yeah there's some high quality um entertainment coming out of it so um trying to think if there's any other recommends that i want to give right now and i really can't think of any others those are the kind of the movies that I've seen lately that, you know, really thought they were good. I'm really looking forward to um, the Iron Claw coming out. That's coming out December 22nd. It is the, it's going to be the biographical story of the Von Eriks. So if you're a wrestling fan, if you're, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think you're going to get um, something out of that film because, uh, you know, their story is more than, than just wrestling. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a tragedy in, in a lot of ways, so. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast for this week. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, The plan as of right now is I will probably be recording a new episode either Saturday night or Sunday. And we'll do our recap of the, um, you know, weekend UT Tech game. We'll have uh, plenty of basketball to talk about as uh, Texas Tech opens up play in the battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. I mean, what a rough life going to the Bahamas for Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have some things to uh, talk about and in, in, in my normal episode this week. But hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, and I will see you next time for The Chris Carpenter Show.